Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Sherelle Perkins. I'm glad you are joining me this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. Father God, we are thankful for safety this morning. We thank you, Father God, that in you we live, move, and have our being. You are the only wise God. Honor, power, and dominion belong to you and you alone. We are grateful and thankful for the provision that has been made for us through the blood of Jesus. You know, this morning when I got up, And um, I just began, the Lord just began to talk to me in my heart about the ways in which we allow our lives to be sabotaged. My husband and I were having a conversation about some things, and it's good in a marriage to always be Uh, the first to say, forgive me, I'm sorry, all of these other things. And then there are times in our life that we are at crossroads. And it's easy to identify people and situations, others, um, for where we are. But one thing that I have learned that I think is very key in living a kingdom life. And that is the understanding that the king, king of kings and lord of lords, almighty God, did not create us so that we are codependent with one another. What do I mean by that? My destiny and fulfilling my destiny is not contingent on your fulfilling yours. How cool that would be for us to serve a God that puts destiny in our heart And then say, well, you know, unless so-and-so does ABC, you'll never fulfill your purpose. In the most intimate of relationships is where this is often challenged. The Bible tells us not to be in strife with one another. The Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? 
the Bible says that if a husband and wife are at odds with one another, their prayers will not be heard. The Bible says if two agree as touching anything, it shall be established. So it does have a lot to say about agreement and a lot to say about strife. So doesn't that leave a woman at the mercy of her husband? I wanted to give you a Bible example, and you will find it in 1 Samuel 25 and 3. It says, now the name of the man was Nabal. Well, I think I better go grab the earlier verses. Give me a minute, please. Isaiah 1 and 19 says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. It doesn't say if your husband is willing and obedient, if your friend is willing and obedient. No. It says, if you are willing and obedient. But let me find my example. And it says in First Samuel 25 and 2, now there was a man in uh, Mon. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right, whose possessions were in Carmel, and the man was very great, and he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now, that's a good, and now the name of the man was Nabal. (laughs) Nabal means foolish. And the name of his wife was Abigail. She was a woman of good understanding and of beautiful countenance, but the man was curlish, evil, and evil in his doing, and he was of the house of Caleb. Well, I'm sure I botched up a few of those names, but that's okay. The point I'm trying to make is, He was rich and wealthy. That doesn't mean you have wisdom. Sidebar. His name actually declared who he really is. He was a foolish man. But yet you have this beautiful woman married to a foolish person. Now, it would be quick to say, poor Abigail, she's stuck in a rut with a nut. 
Often in our life, we find ourselves in those situations, whether on our job, maybe your teacher is foolish. Maybe you've been raised among foolish people. And all of a sudden, your countenance changed. You begin to look like Jesus. You have destiny in front of you. You recognize why you were created and what God has called you to do. Yet everyone around you seems to be a lot like Nabal. Is your destiny dependent on someone other than you and God? God says if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. I've heard it taught that we have to stand in line to be blessed. In other words, if you want a position, if you want to do whatever, then you've got to wait your turn. And that might seem very logical. But if the end result of the conversation and the situation is that you're obedient, that you're obeying a person causes you to miss God, then it can't be the heart of God for your life. So what do you do when life, when you find yourself in life married to a fool or to a foolish situation? Again, I'm not just talking about spouses. It could be your job. It could be your church. It could be your family. It could be some old friends. It could be your teacher. What do you do? Well, Mabel made some decisions that would have cost Abigail her life and all of those that were in charge. Abigail made a decision to make another decision based on what she thought was best. Now, I'm not saying be at conflict in your marriage or in your home or in this situation. What I am suggesting is we are not powerless to fulfill our destiny. And if God has written destiny in your heart, there is a way to fulfill it regardless of what the situation is. And the most intimate of that is normally a marital relationship. 
Often women feel like they have to leave their husband in order to fulfill whatever the call is. Maybe you need an education, but your husband doesn't feel like you need one. Whatever the situation is, there is a way to accomplish what God has ordained for your life. Maybe you were raised by foolish parents, and Jesus had to obey his parents. So we have to obey our parents. Jesus honored his mother's wishes. We have to honor our parents. However, God does not require us to continue to walk out our lives in the ignorance in which we were raised. So he has given us some strategies, some tools, that regardless of what your situation is, if he has put destiny in your heart, and according to Isaiah 119, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But the key is, are you willing? There are times in my life I look back, I use people as an excuse. I validated my fears. They validated my feelings of inadequacy. They validated my low self-esteem. So when they came against me, it was just really easy, or not against me, but the plan of God that I knew was in my heart. It was really easy for me to walk away from what God said, because then in my mind I can say, well, you know, if I hadn't gone to that church, or if I wasn't married, or if I didn't have children, or if I hadn't gone through whatever, I wouldn't be in this situation. No, you're in the situation because there's something in you that agrees with it. You haven't been willing and you haven't been obedient. And that's why you're not eating the good of the land. I thank God for miracles. I thank God for healing. I thank God for all of the provisions that he's made. But they have been made for me because he knows human frailty. He knows that we are but dust, and he made provisions for us. 
So no matter where we find ourselves, we have options. Because if he's still speaking destiny in your heart, then there is a way to achieve it. God's not a tease. He's not going to tell you one thing and you not be able to accomplish it. But what is the key that no matter what condition we find ourselves in, we can accomplish the plan and purposes of God for our life. He's so loving, he even says, I'll redeem the time. I know you blew it, Sherelle. I know that you rolled over on some things, that you just did not fulfill what you knew. that I was speaking in your heart. You know, you'll hear kids come home, you'll say, why are your grades like this? They'll say, that teacher's crazy. What has the teacher's craziness to do with you learning a subject? Well, why are you still doing ABC? Well, you know I have a family. Yeah. But God hasn't changed his mind. The problem is God doesn't change his mind, but we change ours. But I'm here to tell you no matter where you find yourself, there is hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. We anchor our faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What does God say about you and your circumstance? Once you have truth, do you believe it? Will you receive it? Will you activate it? One of the ways that we show that we are willing is we begin to pray and come into agreement with God. You see, I believe there are things in my heart that I'm not sure in my personal situation that even my husband agrees with. But if God put them in my heart, it doesn't really matter who agrees or disagrees. As long as I agree with God, he will cause all things to work together for my good. All things. The end of the story with Abigail is unfortunately Nabal died. Abigail went on 
to be a queen. God had a plan for Abigail's life that didn't include the foolishness of a drunken, evil husband. Now, I'm not telling any married person to leave their husband. What I'm saying is to be like Abigail, to intercede for your household, to believe God for your household, and God will accomplish his plan and his purpose for your life. Hopefully, the people in your situation will get saved, set free, and on fire for Jesus. But in case he doesn't, well, that's left up to God. But you can, regardless of what you've gone through, regardless of where you're at, or who surrounds you, or who agrees with you, the key to your prosperity is that you are willing and obedient. You will eat the good of the land. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just praise you this morning. We thank you, Father, that prayer changes things. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Father God, I have not seen nor heard nor entered into the heart of man what you have in store for your children. Father God, we choose to walk in forgiveness this morning. We unlock every person that we have imprisoned in our heart that keeps us imprisoned in our heart, period. We recognize, Father, that being a warden keeps us tethered, tied to the jail cell that we have others imprisoned in. Father God, therefore, we forgive them because we don't have time to guard their prison cell. We have destiny to fulfill. And Lord, we ask you to forgive us for every way in which we've missed the mark. Sometimes knowingly, Daddy, but often we don't even recognize self-sabotage. 
Father God, we've accused others of hindering us. When, Daddy, we hindered our own destiny because we weren't willing nor were we obedient. We said with our mouth that we were, but everything else in our life said, oh, no, you're really not willing. Lord, we thank you to deliver us from confusion. Some of us have been on like a treadmill, like you see a hamster um, um, exercise wheel that goes around and around and around and around and around and around in circles. Father, you have not given us a spirit of fear of power, love, and a sound mind. We have been chasing, but not necessarily destiny. We have been in panic mode. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Father, some of us have experienced depression because we're really fearful of being an expression. We haven't made the calls. Solidified structure. Set up business structures. although we're very capable of doing those things. Father, today we take responsibility for where we are. It's nobody's fault but ours. For just as Adam did not have to give the enemy, authority. We no longer have to give the enemy authority over our lives. We have been locked in jail. And there are times, Father, we've been willingly locked in jail. And we've asked others to hold the key. Father God, I pray for boldness. Boldness in our mind. Boldness in our hearts. God, you have not given us a spirit of fear. But power, love, and a sound mind. Father, where you called us to, you've already equipped us. Father, help us see when 
we are fighting against destiny. And Lord, for the benefit of those that are online, I share my experience. The process of completing my doctorate program has been traumatic because my mind sabotages my destiny. I've been doing it so long. But when you've been in that situation so long, you don't recognize that's what you're doing. Yesterday, I have been studying for days, and I couldn't put the pieces together. And I remember I told the freshman group, first-year DOL students, everything that you need to accomplish what the professors want you to accomplish, they've already given you. But I was reading stuff over and over, and it made no sense. My mind was coming into agreement with failure. And I have been praying, and I really believe that when we intercede for one another, we don't always know what we are unlocking. I don't know who prayed for me. But right in the middle of the day, lifted off my mind. Everything that I could not see, I saw clearly. In our lives, there are times that we have things wired in us that hinders destiny. Thank God for intercessors, prayer partners, opportunities like this where we come together and we pray for one another. That's one of the ways that we become willing and obedient is we bring our mouth, our thoughts, our bodies, everything in line with what God has said. So, Father God, every way in which we have become hardwired to keep us confused, in poverty, walking in lack, not fulfilling purpose, going around the same old cycles over and over again. We pray for deliverance today. 
Father God, today we realize it's not the professors, the instructors. It's not the course materials, like in my situation. But it's me, oh Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. I don't know if you knew that song. But the truth of the matter, we need you in every aspect of our life, God. And we choose this day. We decide. We are willing, Daddy. And we will be obedient, Father. For we will eat the good of the land. At a table prepared for us in the presence of our enemy. And it's not our spouses, the educational system. our employers, the social economic dictates of the world and the world system. For we are no longer of that kingdom. So we've come out of Egypt, Lord. As we decree, it is written, man cannot live by bread alone. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. God, we want what you want. And step by step, inch by inch, with the help of your Holy Spirit, your dutimous power, the blood of Jesus, With what we have left, God, we give you our minds, our hands, our feet, our mouths, our ears, our eyes, our entire body, ourselves, mind, will, emotion, intellect. We present ourselves a living sacrifice, God. That's the least we can do for so great a salvation. Father, change our minds. We choose to change our minds. We seek we choose to see truth, except where we are. Trust you, Father, in it, Lord. We thank you for godly contentment. It's great game. It gives us a peace that passes all understanding. We might even discover. that we're already in a great place. For we will no longer be tormented by fear. God, I thank you for grace to enjoy the rest of this journey. 
that even in warfare, serving you is our delight. I have gotten a prayer request that I really can't read at the same time as pray. So I'm going to ask the person that sent the prayer request if they are willing, uh, would you pray for what you sent through? If you're not, I am going to pray this way. Uh, I'm just going to pray that Father. I'm in agreement with the prayer request and the destiny of every person that's touched by this request. Because, Father, you know the end from the beginning. You know exactly what you want to see happen in each and every person's life. So we thank you, Abba Father, for your greatness, your goodness, your kindness, your mercy, your long-suffering, Father. I'm going to try something real quick. We thank you, Father God, that you're God in the midst of your people, and there's nothing too difficult for you. We thank you that you are a healer, deliverer, kinsman, your friend. Thank you for the missionary trip. Thank you for healing in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the greatness that's in store for your people. We thank you, Father God, that you change our mind, change our heart. That you help us redefine who we are, what we are, how we see ourselves, and what greatness really is. We choose, Father. We choose, Father, to be at peace. We choose, Father, to cast all our cares on you, to release stress to release fear. Father God, you said to be anxious for nothing. Even in this, Father, we are not to be anxious. So we release feelings of anxiety. Father, even as I look at all of my issues, 
you told me not to stress. Take one step at a time. Not to be discouraged, but encourage yourself. Father, I thank you that you love us. And I thank you for another opportunity to hear your voice, how good it is to wake up in the morning and to hear your voice. I know that it was you, Daddy. I know that it was you saying, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Go online and tell somebody that I am the same God yesterday, today, and forever. That I have made provision even for their human frailty. That I still part the Red Sea and hold back the Jordan. River. I am still the same God that on the third day got up so that you can get up. who gave my only begotten son so that you would have access to heaven and all of my resources, that the divine connection that was severed through Adam's disobedience has been reconnected I am the same God that delights in the prosperity of his people I am the same God that turns water into wine. Hmm. Ooh, that's good. Father God, I thank you that even as we allow ourselves to be watered by the word, that you would call that word to become as wine in us, intoxicating. Thank you, God. Thank you for the birth of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that from Genesis to Revelation, 
you pour out your love, your goodness and your kindness for your people, those that choose to name your name. I thank you for reconnection, realignment. I thank you, Daddy God, that we learn to bloom where we're planted. We don't have to run, hide, whatever. We can fully blossom. Abigail was fully Abigail, even in a foolish situation. She didn't change who she was or what she was created to be in order to give room for foolishness. Father God, thank you that today we have your countenance. Today we walk in love. Today we see ourselves as you see us. Father God, thank you that today we recognize all the negative self-talk was only sent to sabotage our relationship with you. We heard it above your voice, God. It was the voice in the whirlwind of life. But just as you told the prophet, I believe it was Elijah, that you were not in the whirlwind. But you are that still small voice that no matter what we've done, when we get quiet, we hear you. Stan, Sherelle, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Father, forgive us for all the times that we've heard your voice And we chose to hop on that treadmill or whatever and start spinning, 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 spinning because, Father, we chose that over what we could not see. that we could not hope for. For we thought it was about trusting ourselves when, God, it was about trusting you. Many of us have gone through abuse 
that's left us feeling like we cannot trust ourselves. That even our very bodies have betrayed us. So how can we trust a God for destiny that we can't see? Father God, today, we no longer try to be our own stability. We plant our feet on the rock, which is higher than we are, above our situation, above our failures. We are planted, Jesus. You are the rock of our salvation. We trust you, Father. It's okay. Others have betrayed us. We have betrayed ourselves. Others have mocked us. We have mocked ourselves. Others have said, who does, who do they think they are? We've said the same thing about ourselves. We've compared ourselves to other people. Instead of simply saying, God, what do you want? We thank you for brand new mercies this morning. We even thank you for the challenges that cause us to see ourselves. in a different light. God, I praise you and I thank you for books, for the training material, for the speaking engagement, for the opportunity to show forth your glory in the earth, for myself and those that are on this line or access this line. I thank you for destinies, Father. As we unhook from past failures, past choices, situations, people, as we unhook, we take them off the hook and we move forward. I thank you for businesses, multiple streams of income. I thank you, Father, that... (laughs) You take even those idiosyncrasies that we have and you open up avenues of prosperity. Aha, uh-huh. I thank you, Father God. What the enemy meant for bad, God, I thank you that you're going to use it for good. 
I thank you, Father, the healing that you're bringing into our lives. We will be able to heal others and identify with their areas of pain and release the balm of Gilead. Lord, it doesn't have to happen from a pulpit or in a church setting. But we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. I pray for every person that's on this line or will listen later that they would recognize that they are beautiful for situation, that they are the joy of the earth. They are Mount Zion the church, they are the city on the hill, high and lifted up. Drawing all men to you as your train, your very presence fills our temple, our body. We are empowered propelled forward. Scripture says on the day that Uzziah died, the prophet saw the Lord high and lifted up. Today our Uzziahs die. The thing that was so big in our life, that we could not see you, God, high and lifted up in our circumstance. We were so busy looking at whatever that thing was that was more impressive than your promises. We believe you, Father. If you said it in your word, that settles it. Father, we thank you and we praise you for healing. Healing is the children's bread. You promised us healing. Now, God, we may do a whole lot of other things, but the truth of your word is, that you sent your word and you healed us. Father, I thank you for healing us, Lord. We come out of agreement with every spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. We come out of agreement with insanity We purpose, Father, to walk in your blessings. We thank you, Father God, that we are no longer deaf. We hear the words of your book. And our eyes can see 
out of obscurity. Isaiah 29 and 18. Father, I thank you that Jesus rules over us individually, and he rules over our nation. So we pray for our nations. We pray for our leaders to come to the light, according to Isaiah 60 and 3. We thank you, Father, that we live peaceably in all godliness and honesty in this nation. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2. Let our leaders be just and let them rule by the fear of the Lord. 2 Samuel 23 and 3. Let our leaders fall down before you, Lord. And let our nation serve you. Psalm 72:11. I hear it. Father God, we bind the spirit of deception that will tell people in this country that you cannot have a nation where you rule. And that we must give allowance for all religious practices because that's truly freedom of choice. But God, your word speaks of a nation who allows you to rule. Ultimately, Father, that would be the end of the age. But, Lord God, in the meantime, we ask that our nation would model this example throughout our history. The wheat and tares have grown together. We've seen glimpses of what a nation whose God is you. Is you would look like. Father, release the fear of the Lord in our nation. Let your dominion be established in our nation. And let your enemies lick the dust. Psalm 72, 8 and 9. Turn our leaders' hearts to fear you, according to Proverbs 2, 21 and 1. Let the Lord rule over our nation, and let our nation be glad and rejoice. Psalm 97 and 1. Father, we recognize there's a lot of things in our papers, a lot of things in the news. But, Father, you said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then you're healed from heaven, hear from heaven, and heal our land. So, finally, Father, we ask that you would heal our land individually, 
collectively, in our churches, in our community, and in our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. When Community Prayer Line, we're here 6.30 to 7.30, Monday through Friday. Some days better than others, but we're still here. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. It doesn't say if you're perfect and if you do it all right. It just says your heart needs to be willing and obedient. So we do our best to show up. Trust God with the end result. You can call in 724-444-7444. Call ID 121201. If you want to listen to any prayers again, if you want to hear any of our prayers, we usually record them, and they're available at www.talkshoot.com. Have a blessed and prosperous day. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.